everybody, Chris here. Just a quick note to let you guys know that you know this episode was recorded back in December of 2016, uh, right around Christmas, and it's a board meeting with all four of us, with uh, Paul and Blake and Nate and myself. And at the time, we only had a setup for two microphones, um, so the sound isn't what I normally expect out of this podcast. And I had actually considered not putting it out because it was going to take so much editing to put it together uh, and to get it to sound anywhere close to where I wanted it. Um, But on a poll on our Facebook community page, everyone demanded that we put out this board meeting. So here you guys go. And thanks to your patronage, We have since upgraded to a setup that will accept four um, and up to six mics. Um, Actually, the same setup that Tim Ferriss uses. And that happens because you guys support the podcast. So thank you very much and enjoy the episode. Maybe don't know. This time, 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 this What's up, everybody? I am your host, Chris Hampton. I'm Blake Cash. And I'm Paul Corsara. And I'm Nathan Drolet. And the whole crew is here again. It's like an actual board meeting because we're all here. Board meeting in session. Uh, What are we going to talk about? Top three. How are we going to word this? Are we calling it? We're doing top two, actually. You're not getting me again. Boom. Yeah. (laughs) Plateau breakers. Um, Top two plateau breakers. I like that. I had busters written down, but... That sounds way 1980s hip-hop, so <laughs> we're going to go with Breakers <laughs> like that. <clears throat> top top two plateau breakers. So we've all been there. We've all been stuck. Um, how do you get out of that? I think that's one of the big quandaries in climbing training. Um, so we're going to tell you how. And these are the only eight ways to do it. There are no other ways. <laughs> <laughs> Period. So uh, let's, let's we started with Blake last time. Let's start with Paul. All right, so the first one uh, I've found some success with is I was going to call it a moderate weakness period, but I decided to call it a successful weakness period because like a little bit more positive spin to it. And, you know, if you're in a plateau, you're probably feeling pretty negative as it is. So yeah. let's, you know, put a positive mindset on things because honestly, that's important too. But anyway, so what I like to do is I'll go out and climb significantly below my level. And um, for the most part, Recently, majority of boulder, so I'll just use V grade for simplicity's sake. But um, so saying, you know, I'm struggling on whatever I'm working on, and I'll go way below my level on a style of climbing that I am not good at. So anything less than vertical, technical, not a lot of holds I can grab or holds I can squeeze because I like to compression climb. I'll go out and session a bunch of bunch of days out, you know, three, four, even five number grades below my limit, and you know, just you learn subtleties of movement that you can take forward into some of your harder pursuits. And also, you know, it kind of helps remind you that climbing's fun. We do this because it's fun. We don't do this because we hate ourselves. We don't do this because we want to have a bad day at the end of the day because we didn't send our project. Like we're outside in a beautiful area. We're with friends. The weather's nice. 
I mean, climbing's awesome, and it's good to be reminded of that from time to time and yeah, learn totally. subtle lessons you can take forward. So, yep. successful weakness period. Yeah, I think it's funny, too, that, you know, that it might be our weakness, but, and we all kind of equate that with, I'm not going to have a good time yeah. because it's what I'm bad at. But definitely some of the most fun sessions I've ever had are just playing on these low-rated, odd boulders of, you know, some weird thing that I'm not very good at. It's so much fun. A friend of mine has like her favorite zero star day. Well, she'll go out. Zero star Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. You've heard of it. No, I celebrate this every week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Was that what? That mantle at LRC you had us do that one day? Is this Anne? Are we talking about Anne? No, it's uh, Margaret Schneider. You, oh, you know, Margaret does she, it. She, she and uh, and Anna would go out and do that. Cool. And uh, they'd go out and. Uh, I thought maybe we were talking about Ann Holmes because she makes up crazy little mantles that are super uh-uh. fun all over the Boulder Field. I have not yet been able to climb with Ann outside. We climb the same gym, TBA, yep. but um, I haven't been able to climb with her outside yet. I've seen her in passing, but we haven't spent time on the same problem and such yet. Cool. But uh, yeah, so. Like you said, going out, climbing. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's Climbing's fun just fun. throwing yourself around on something silly. Yeah. You know? Sucking is fun. Yeah. It, it really yeah. is, oddly. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, also, when it comes down to it, it's more of all the boulders, which is, I mean, that's the goal in the end. Except for when they're roof crack boulders, right? To do all the boulders. Those aren't boulders. <laughs> <laughs> Vedavu is not boulders. <laughs> it was fun. Don't deny it. Yeah. No, I mean, like, kind of on that sort of on a similar scheme of that like when i my first season guiding in waco tanks um me and a bunch of buddies we decided uh yeah we were on the all the boulders plan the atb plan so (laughs) every every day we had to climb five new boulders which means like a lot of times you know be new v0s ones two threes whatever but like Man, we we were all in Waco for like almost three months. Like so, by the end, we new boulders. Yeah, we had done a ton. Like, and we were like we were all guides, so we were in the backcountry. I mean, I think I was in the I was in the backcountry every day of January that year because I was either guiding or climbing or both. Um, But let me ask you this: if if you only log V seven and up on your eight (laughs) A, then what could possibly convince you to climb V one? Um, all the boulders. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only answer I can give you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good answer. But yeah, no, and, it, and it's fun too because we started just, I mean, yeah, you realize there's a lot of great like one and two star climbs and even zero star climbs. You're like, no one ever did this, but it's actually like kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it was so fun because every day was kind of a victory and eventually you were just like, some of your five boulders were like kind of harder. They were really cool. You're like, oh, that was really fun. Like I never would have done that otherwise. And yeah, when you walk away from it, it's like even like, it's funny that season for me, I was climbing with a guy who was a bit stronger than me. And um, I just love rallying with a strong crew. Like to me, that's one of the funnest things ever. Yeah. Um, so he would send something. I'd give it a few more tries and be like, oh, let's just move on to like whatever else. So I like sent almost nothing that season minus like the ATB boulders. Right. Um, but that was like, as far as growth goes, like that was one of my biggest seasons, like just from climbing with someone better than me. And yeah, just like doing what Paul said, just logging a ton of mileage on everything. Yeah. And you're getting a bunch of momentum you can carry over. Yeah. You know, from that I've, and even in, even in a single day, I think that momentum is important. You know, if you go out and just try some things you maybe normally wouldn't try just to build some momentum, 
then it can carry over into the rest of your day or the rest of your season or the rest of your climbing career. Who knows, you know, if you do it enough to keep that momentum rolling. Do any of y'all have methods or maybe superstitions that uh, you use to kind of build momentum for the day? I do. It's funny. It's funny that you asked that because just the other day, like I'd been struggling on Golden Harvest for a couple of days, not really feeling like I was making any progress on the one really hard move. Mm-hmm. And I, I had been walking past the Big Bad Boulder, which is one of my favorite boulders on Earth. I just think the Big Bad Boulder itself, the problem, the V six is oh, it's so good. It's good. So good. V six doesn't get much better. You know. I've always loved that boulder, but I, I hadn't it was V3 stopped. Now. <clears throat> That's probably right. <laughs> it, it's it whatever. Sense. It's yeah, it's V. What is that? All the ATB. Yeah, that's a tough one to Maybe come up with. Maybe the coolest finish hold. V ATB. Oh man, it's so good. But I stopped and I climbed it like five times just for the fun of it. So good. Just tried to make it better. Treated it like a perfect repeat problem in one of our plans. You know. Mm-hmm. And then when I went down to Golden Harvest, I was climbing so much better. Uh, my warm-ups had started kind of, eh, so I was feeling like, oh, God, today's going to suck. By the time I left the Big Bad Boulder, I felt so good, and it was the best session I had on Golden Harvest. So when I go back tomorrow, I'm definitely doing Big Bad about five times before I go down to Golden Harvest. I mean, so. it, it comes down to the fact, like, climbing's fun. We do this because we enjoy it. Like, yeah, we're not masochists here. Yeah, it's a fun sport. Yep, and like Nate said, superstitions. You know, if once I found that it worked, I'm gonna do it again. Yeah, I have to top out the first boulder I climb on every day. Really? Yeah, I have to get to the top. That's funny. I don't. I don't top out for like the first hour, probably. Heretic. <laughs> yeah, like you have to get on top of a boulder. Like that's how you. And I purposely starts. don't start on the start holds for a lot of my warm ups. Oh no! Well, it so depends. that it doesn't even count as it a depends. problem. If you've already done the boulder once, then you all all's on. Trees are on. You can stem to other boulders. You can walk around the back. Oh yeah, yeah. it's top. whatever. <laughs> you can't move on, get to be God on forbid. top of a boulder. You just throw your chalk ball at it and call it done. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but, Any superstitions for you? Anything you do that you makes your day go better? It can be sport climbing too. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> if the opportunity allows, I generally always like to try and do one new warm-up pitch. Like something new, always, mm. in my day. I think that's, that's a good way to go. Yeah. It is. That's like, it always... It's tough when your home area is little. Yeah, but... it is, it is. But like, oftentimes, if I can, if it's there and possible, I always try and do a new pitch, even if it's a zero-star route if i can do new moves in a day generally it sets me off on a good cool even if it takes like two goes to do it you know mm-hmm. just to like do a new route every yeah. day do you do the same thing with strength training paul like if you're hitting a plateau and you're strength training do you kind of step it back down and mm-hmm. just run through the same like so what good I'll, feeling moderate stuff so what i'll usually do is i'll set a timer and uh, go through the same kind of progression I'd do if I was, you know, working for a heavier lift or something like that. But I'll do try and just do as many good reps and however many times with a way more moderate weight. Yep. And just, you know, just move and just feel good moving and yep. do that. So, yeah, in a way I do. <clears throat> cool. So it's probably why that transferred over to how I approach a climbing plateau because yeah. mindset's very similar. Yeah, cool. 
Uh, Nate, I believe you're next. All right. Uh, my first one is bring it back to the basics. So, and for me, this specifically goes towards movement. So if I feel like I'm stagnating, then yeah, I'll focus on something I think I'm bad at or just something that, yeah, I just look at like, okay, what is the foundation of what I'm trying to get better at? Like this could be sometimes breathing. Mostly it's something along the lines of like, I'm going to try and like, I want to get better at backstepping or twisting. Like for me, backstepping has been a big one for years. Mm -hmm. And so I might even pull back like with my strength training, like all my pulling motions for the next like month might just be one arm rows or two arm rows or different rowing variations and really try and focus on the form and really trying to dial that in. And when I climb, I'm not just trying to like do hard boulders. I'm trying to use that exact same perfect right. form. Right, and I've noticed you do that. Like I've, I've seen you go through those motions and we've talked about it a fair amount on our workshop tour this summer that you were really focused on one arm rows and and really working on the form of it which i thought was pretty cool because I, I know some guys who have backstepping issues and you know it's funny that you bring that up because the guy i'm thinking about and you know who you are um <laughs> <laughs> doing one arm rows was doing them super super sloppy and as soon as i was like do them this way he was like oh that's really hard you know? can't i just twist right exactly <laughs> yeah i can i can do it a lot easier when i twist yeah thinking about um, the form of the really basic movement i think that's really important yeah and for anyone who wants to know like there's a great video that eric cressy put out called eight ways to screw up a row and he does a phenomenal job of explaining different roughly eight different ways that you can mess up a row and uh he breaks down the form tremendously and he uses a cable tower to do it but you can use it mm -hmm. for gymnastics rings cable tower i mean yep. shoot you can even use it like on a vert wall and just practice rowing right, right. but it's for me it's been really great so I'll, you know i practice which i've seen you do yeah, no, I'll, I do it as part of my warm-up now. Like, I'll yeah. go to a vert wall and I just practice rowing on a hold. Yeah, and the only reason I point that out is because you've climbed V12, but you're on a vert wall just on a jug doing rows. Yeah, sometimes and, to an auto belay. Yeah, and I think... <laughs> <laughs> do you do it at the top of the auto belay or at the bottom? I hope so. It depends on how much resistance I need. <laughs> but no, I think that's really important that that you're you're at that level still focusing on these basics you're not just talking about it you're you're doing these things yeah and i mean like yeah so in with these kind of things you can keep breaking down as much as you want to the point to where and then i'll work on like anti-rotation strength so for instance pull off or pal off presses are really good um bird dogs are really nice stuff like that so that when you are rowing your core your midsection isn't like breaking and it's not you're not losing energy in that way so try and build everything from the ground up so that when i do try and or when i do get back to climbing hard like this whole pattern that like i've always been weak at is now one of my strengths um, totally and it's been kind of cool actually like i've had this really neat period recently to where i've never looked at backstepping as like that's not the option. If I'm at a crux, I square up and I knuckle down and I go for it. Like, that's yeah. just what it is. Like, I'm a very, like, competent, squared up climber. And so it's been neat, like, recently climbing with other people who do backstep. They'll be like, oh, have you tried that? And I'm like, no, like, that, that's fucked. Like, that'll never happen. <laughs> and then that's I try fucked. it and then I'll do it. And it actually feels easier than the squared up method. But it's crazy. Like, I don't actually 
I can't visualize myself doing it yet. Right, you don't believe that's the easy method. Exactly. Like yeah. I don't have enough experience with backstepping yet, but I've managed to shore up that weakness so much that like it's like this hidden thing. I'm like, oh, that's stupid. I'll never try it. But when I try it, I'm like, oh, this is actually like a feasible thing. So it's yep. been fun. Like I'm getting to learn this new skill from kind of a backwards direction. Um, so yeah, like returning to the basics, really like diving deep, getting the absolute foundation built up and then restarting from there. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a super smart way to do it. Thank so, you. Yeah. You're pretty smart, Nate. Uh, Chris, I believe it's your turn. <laughs> uh, what I do, you won't necessarily like. Um, you'll like part of it. I switch disciplines. Um, if I feel like I'm stagnating at sport climbing, I'll switch to cracks for a little while. And if I'm stagnating at bouldering, I'll switch to sport climbing for a little while or whatever. And, and really, you know, it doesn't necessarily break through the plateau physically. But it just gets my mind past it and I'm focused on other things. And then when I come back, I'm refreshed and it's easier for me to feel like I'm starting over instead of starting right in front of a wall. You know, and, and I love all the disciplines, so I can rekindle some psych if I go and play on some cracks or play on some boulders or whatever the case may be. How do you feel like this benefits you as far as momentum goes? Like once you let's say for instance like now you've been bouldering for a while so let's say once you stagnate with bouldering like what would be your next step from here if i if i'm stagnated with bouldering yeah are you saying that that's where i'm at right now no i'm saying like okay you just like sent seven, <laughs> because it because it might be you never know um no i think that my next step if i feel like i'm stagnated is just to make some new goals and generally if i'm coming off of a plateau of some sort and I'm just kind of diving back into another discipline I'll make some sort of intermediate goals you know sort of similar to what Paul was talking about where you're you're just looking for successes and I'm really just looking to remember how to move in this new terrain and on this you know especially crack climbing I think is a really great one because I'm I haven't been focused on it for a long time so it's really fun for me to revisit. And every time I go revisit it, it feels adventurous and it feels fun and it reminds me why I love climbing. And That's weird because every time I revisit it, I feel like I've never rock climbed before and I suck at it. Oh, man. I have such good memories of you on that roof crack down in Dayton. Yeah, it was horrific. And Nate on that roof crack in Beedaboo. Blake, we need to go roof crack climbing. Never. <laughs> but, yeah, it just it just gets me stoked again. So it, I don't know that it, momentum wise, I think that's where it is. It's in my, it's in my attitude. It's in my psych. It's more in, in the motivation rather it's than in the motivation. Yeah. The actual success itself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm having successes on something that really, when I look at the big picture is probably a low number for me. I mean, when I look at trad climbing, my goals might be in the 512 range and I've climbed harder than that in the past but it feels so fresh again that those lower goals that i know i can hit provide me with some motivation and some momentum so yeah switch it up that's my advice 
All right. Well, I think it's about time for us to take break. Well, I think we got Blake Cash no, still. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Really? What's up, dude? I thought early you on this. No. 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 See, your phone in that weird configuration your your phone was supposed you to remind you. <laughs> I thought Blake started. And he blew it. No, so, <laughs> Blake Cash, which. Yeah. Coincidentally, have you ever thought about being a rapper? Because it's a cool name to be I a rapper. Good rap name. Blake Some chick told me today I had a good country name. Oh, really? Shit. So, yeah. It's just What's a musician. Your name? Blake. <laughs> Blake. 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 My first name's Daniel. Daniel Blake. Yeah. Blake Blake Cash is going to be really <laughs> good. First name's not Daniel anymore. Blake Blake. <clears throat> yeah. All right. All right. All right, well, I'll just take this from here. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've set you up, choice. Good choice. Thanks for the intro. Um, so mine is kind of in a similar vein as what Chris and Paul have talked about, which is backing off a bit. Um, historically, I have had a tendency to kind of go harder and kind of run headfirst into a brick wall yeah, when man. I feel like I'm... Uh, Yep. struggling and not having any success um, and I've learned that that doesn't work so for me I think experiencing success is really important and like remembering because I'm predominantly a sport climber that like I actually can still clip chains yeah like that's like really important for me to do because you know if it's clipping chains you're interested in you should just go to the mother load because the second <laughs> bolt is a chain generally <laughs> Very true. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think knowing and, you know, all of these things we're talking about here, I think have a lot to do with a really important thing, which is being self-aware and just kind of knowing yeah. like when it's time to go hard and when it's time to back off. And uh, I think generally a plateau for me comes from doing too much and spending too much time doing one thing. And so I think uh, resting more and climbing on easier terrain and just having success is really huge for my mental state. And it's hard I, to do. It's re it's re it's really hard to like, do. Like I mean, you, you hit that point where you're like, I'm almost there, but yeah. I'm not quite there. I got to do more. I got to do more. And, and, people just tank their seasons that way yeah yeah you know? and i you know i, I still i still struggle with it i still have to like be really conscious of what i'm doing and why i'm doing it because you know i find myself doing it like you know two weeks ago you know finding yep. myself like going harder and harder over the course <clears> of a week and be like no you need to actually like rest today and that's funny i like, asked i asked annalisa two weeks ago i was like has Blake rested this week? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I know. I have a, I have a hard time like not doing stuff. So I tend to like do too much. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really, really easy mistake to make. Yeah. And I think it's a good point because we all tend to go that direction. You know, I, I definitely did early on. Now I think I go the other way. I rest too much maybe. But, but yeah, I think yeah going hard is the obvious answer and Always. it's and it's not the right answer <laughs> no no and like you know this week i've been resting more and i've had like two of the best climbing days of my season so far yeah you know so i've like backed off a little bit and i've been climbing on hard stuff still but i've not been doing as much as i normally would yeah and i think as a result i'm climbing better 
I blew a season at the red going too hard. I was trying to route and I wouldn't do it. So the next day, my goal was to go to the mud load, do ten pitches of the mud load, and I tried the next day. Yeah, because right, that's right. the obvious answer. Over and you know? over and yeah. over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just I wasted I wasted yeah. a season that way. Because you and clearly like, need more fitness. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. I just, yeah. I'll just you know do some pitches at the load, yeah. get more fitness, yeah. and you know yeah. it'll go, it'll go, and I wasted yeah. months. And you of see climbing. Yeah, you see people in the gym, you know, and they're you know not climbing well on their route, so they come into the gym after their day of climbing and, you know, they're, like, bouldering for an hour and then they're on the campus board and then they're burning out doing whatever they're doing. Yeah, and it almost looks like punishment. Yeah. You know, that's how yeah. it feels. Yeah. Like, I'm not performing up to my expectations. I need to punish myself by doing yeah. this even harder. And when in reality what you need to do is say, you know, I got myself here, so congratulate yourself a little bit take a little bit of rest relax a little and let the training work you know yeah. you, you've worked this hard for a reason there's no reason to ruin it now yeah that's you know? so and it's, it's so, tough to remember that it's so hard to put into practice it's so easy to like talk about it and say that this is what we should do but i think like it it works i've seen it work but yeah. Yeah. You're going to have the same yeah. conversation with yeah. yourself the next yeah. time. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I have it <laughs> monthly. And, you know, I also think it's important, though, to realize that, like, a lot, you got to realize this after a lot of trying hard yep. and pushing yep. hard. Because yeah. you could go the other way and be like, oh, you know, Not yeah, I had a couple enough. rough days. I need to back off. Like, yep. I know people you, like you that. You got to understand yeah. that balance point. Yeah. But, I mean, it's there. Like, definitely, like you said, running yeah. into a wall. But, it's easy to overcorrect course. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, yeah. you just sit there all quiet and you think of the good shit to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I think yeah. it's time for us I think to it's take time a, for break. a break. It is. <laughs> good job, Nate. I'll just I'll just edit that into here. Thank you. All right. Take a break. Break. Hey, everybody. Chris here. I'll try to keep this short and sweet. Since this thing became officially official, I've basically been obsessed. I've got dozens of episodes waiting to go out, and I'm constantly recording new conversations. I want to continue putting this level of energy into it, and you all can help. We've created a page at patreon.com slash powercompanypodcast where you can help support what we're building. In return, even for as little as a dollar per month, you'll get access to the brand new We Scream Like Eagles podcast which includes tips from our guests, extra conversations about hot topics, and Q&As with your questions posed to our guests. If you think it's worth more than a dollar a month, we've got other rewards available on top of the bonus episodes like stickers, ebooks, t-shirts, and training plans. So if you've been considering pitching in, now's the time. That's patreon.com slash powercompanypodcast. Thanks a ton, and back to the show. All right, uh, we have returned officially, and Paul Corsaro, you're in the, uh, you're up to bat. Wait, so yeah. So we're talking about you know what to do, how to get out of stagnation, and you, Chris, mentioned earlier about you know switch disciplines, and uh, I'll take that a little further. I like to quit. Quit. Yep. Just kidding, just a little bit. But I also, <laughs> I do think it's important to have balance in your life. Oh yeah, man. Um. You've seen the perpetual climber who climbs all the time and he's just angry. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes it's good to have balance, take a step away, 
Find another hobby. Find another sport. I there, prefer. There are other sports. There are. Oh shit. Yeah. What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, and I like to make sure it's something active. You know, go out, run. I know a lot of people around here like to mountain bike. Mm-hmm. This summer in Chattanooga, a lot of people like to go out and fish. So you're still enjoying the outdoors. Yeah. You're getting a lot of the good parts of climbing. Um, I like to do something physically active, so I stay in shape. But it takes the mental stress away of going out, getting after your project. You know, I'm going to warm up. Where are you going today? What are you getting on, dude? Like, it's it's good to just go out and try something new. You have lower expectations. You know, there's a rule of diminishing returns. The longer you've done something, the more skilled you get at it. The advancements you make are smaller and smaller. Um, still just as significant, but yeah, when you think about it quantity-wise, the margins get smaller. So it's good to go out and I guess it kind of goes along with my other point of just, you know, experiencing success, successes. Yeah. But um, just, yeah, try something new and you might come across a concept that you can apply when you go, when you switch back to climbing. Yeah. Or, and I think that's important. You know, your life is huge in how you're mm-hmm. performing. Yeah. And if you don't have other hobbies you can fall back on or, you know, even something as simple as reading or sleeping, for God's sake. Maybe sleeping could be your <laughs> that's hobby. My, that's my favorite so hobby. <laughs> so good at napping. <laughs> Annalisa is really good at sleeping and I suck at it. I've so. witnessed this. Yeah. <laughs> 10 it's amazing. Not present. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, any anything that can be that, that balance in your life. Yeah. I think that's huge. And again, yeah, I'm making. I want to make the point that, like, yeah, don't quit right away. I know I said quit earlier. That was a joke. <laughs> I'll clarify that. But this is after a point of, you know, it's when you know you're you're not stoked to wake up to go rock climbing. It's when yeah. you're putting off Stop the days, or you're finding excuses to not yep. get out, or something like that. Then it's time <clears throat> to take a break. You know, play around some other stuff. And when you come back, the psych's going to be much higher. Yep. And honestly, if you're staying active and, you know, balancing out a lot of the movement patterns coming from a strength coach perspective, you may find you haven't lost a whole lot. Yeah, and totally. if you have, you're balanced out and you may come back stronger much quicker than if you just kept kind of, as Blake said earlier, running into a brick wall over and over again. Yeah. So. Well, and the, I think the climbing only lifestyle can only really be sustained for short periods of time. It's hard. I've it seen a hard. lot of people, you know, kind of go down that path where they're only rock climbing mm-hmm. and their self-worth is only based on their performance. And those people crash and burn pretty quickly. I'm glad I don't do that because my self-worth would be... pretty much zero yeah yeah i know and so i mean for me it's nice to feel like i'm successful in other parts of my life too so then when climbing doesn't go so well i'm like well i'm good at all these other things and i have value in these other parts of my life you know because you see the like dirtbag rock climber you know who like actually winds up not really rock climbing that much. And it just like oh, yeah. travels Go out constantly. and do a couple pitches or a couple yeah. rollers. And the, oh, whole, you know. the whole yeah. Miguel's crew yeah. when you were down yeah, there, Paul. Exactly. Like a lot of those guys. And they were angry, they man. They were pissed off yeah. all the time. They yeah. would go to the crag just to sulk, yep. just to be mad. I mean, I think honestly it's easy just for anyone to sort of tie their self-worth into their climbing. Like, yeah. And it's yeah. unfortunate, but it happens. I mean, hell, like 
I train like during the day I train people like I also like climb all the time like mm-hmm. yeah climbing's a lot of my it's life a it's a part of it huge yeah, bulk huge of it part. like you know I have a lot of other things going on but man it's like it is definitely tough for me when I am climbing poorly because I'm like well you know I'm a coach like I should be <clears> helping other people if I can't climb well myself and yeah. it could be that I just had a bad night of sleep like it it could be one of these tiny little things, but it's hard not to like let that thing kind of seep in. Like you look, you look at a lot of people like their vacation time that they take from work. It is for climbing trips. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. so much of what they do in life, like where they picked out their house that they live in, it's close to the climbing gym or it's close to climbing or something like that. Like, you know, I think it is tough. Like when you have so much of your life revolved around this awesome, amazing hobby, like not to say like, well, if I'm doing all this for it, like if I'm not performing, what am I even doing? Like, and I think that's a tough thing for anyone to go Yeah, through. and I don't want to like mislead anyone. I care a lot and I get <laughs> really angry and I get really frustrating when I'm not performing in the way I think I should. But I think that it is easier for me to deal with that when I also have other things like going on in my life, even if it's just like, training people like something else that i care about like success with other people you know i think that's like that helps me along the way as opposed to like living out of my truck somewhere and just like you know sleeping at the crag and waking up and walking to the crag and then only like trying a route and failing and being like well this is the only thing i have going for me yeah yeah do you this is sort of a hypothetical question but do you think the guys who are like beer gut PBR, not that there's anything wrong with PBR. Don't get I me disagree. Wrong. It's so I disagree. <laughs> it's an insult to Do beer. you think that those those beer gut <laughs> softball players wrap their self worth up in how their team performs in a softball season? Is this like rec league? I mean, yeah. just and the, are the they average the adult. Like most of us are. <laughs> most of us are rec league climbers. Yeah. hundred you know? percent. Yeah. So is there any difference? Like, why don't those guys wrap their self-worth up in their teams? They just go out and have a good time all the time. They lose every damn night of the season, and they still had a great night. Because of PBR. Because of PBR, (laughs) exactly. I think because those guys know that they're never going to make it to, you know, they're never going to make it to the level of like professionals in what they do. And I'm not saying yeah, I don't want to do that. Plus, <laughs> do we think we're going to But no, be no, 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 but I think there's the like there's the like next level for us. And there's like, you know, we're all pushing a next level. I don't think like I don't think in those I see what you're saying. rec so. level sports, I don't think there is really a next level. It's right, just right, that's right, all you right. have. To them it's participation. Yeah. 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 And I think for us there is there's like pushing and there's like an unknown of like is this thing i'm trying to attain actually attainable right there also there also isn't a numerical standard a softball player like he's not gonna hit like a v10 ball yeah yeah Yeah. so i mean it's it's tricky it's a different sport yeah there's a numerical grade you can tie yourself to even though everybody likes to say grades don't matter like deep down yeah everybody cares a little bit about them yeah Yeah. but you know the i think the thing that's important is going to the same ball field and playing softball every week with the same fat dudes drinking the same beer sucks compared to going to 
beautiful places all over the world and going rock climbing with like-minded people you know i think it's so i think that we don't have anything to complain about so wrapping your self-worth up in this thing that's amazing is okay as long as you just realize that it's amazing and it's you know it doesn't the grade doesn't matter i moved hundreds of miles to live where i could be close to rock climbing like i love it and i'll be doing it the rest of my life and having the balance where I can step away for a month or two at a time means I'll be doing it the rest of my life instead of getting so frustrated yep. that I'll never do it again and burn my shoes and you know throw my crash pad into the Tennessee River. Did you burn your shoes and throw your crash pad in the Tennessee River? I came close a couple times. <laughs> but um, I was really hoping you were going to say you did. <clears throat> I haven't gotten there yet. I've seen and a golfer throw his whole bag of clubs into, the, into a lake. I have relatives who have missed putt. Calmly yeah. picked up their bag, gone and dropped it in the river, and have never played golf again. Yeah, yeah. So I, but, I was playing with this. I old mean, if dude. you're gonna go out, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but just a wreck. Calmly golfer, drop like, it in the lake and go. Doesn't home. make any sense to me. Are but, there yeah. any non-recreational golfers? I think there's like a couple. Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess making a final point on what I said. Like, I'm obviously not advocating quitting a sport that I love. I just think. For me, this is my one of my personal ways to deal with it. Yep, yep, Stepping totally. away from a, for a month or two helps me continue doing what I love, and a lot of times I've come back stronger from it. Yep. And climbing when it's 98 degrees and 100% humidity in the south sucks a whole lot. Yeah, I think that's a good way to deal with it. And I think that's probably about the time you and I first reconnected. Yeah. You know, you were kind of coming back to climbing and yeah. were looking for new ways to be stoked. So, mm-hmm. And I was looking for information on kettlebells so it was a good union it worked out yeah all right uh nathan yeah so mine goes against what the last two people are, are said. you practicing talking deeper <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> <laughs> just like curious it. just curious go no, ahead it's just natural <laughs> um very natural very natural <laughs> um so mine goes against what the last two people said and <laughs> you contrarian I don't yes. think I can ever talk to you again. That's fair. Um, and it's stay the course. Like, yeah. I think more often than not, people actually, I'll just say it's almost all the time. People are like, I'm stagnating. And then I'll be like, I'll ask them, okay, so what's been going on? It's like, oh, you, and I'll be like, oh, so you actually sent like your first 13B and 13C this year. And, you know, you climbed your first V10 and they're like, yeah, but I don't feel like I'm getting better right now. Or normally I do more rock climbs this time of year. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, you just climbed, like jumped two number grades or two letter grades. Like you had to put more time in. Of course you didn't do more things. Or just like all these different things. Like it's so easy to feel like you're stagnating. And this is one of the big reasons I'm a huge proponent of keeping a journal or hiring a coach. (laughs) (laughs) having something to actually like log and keep yourself accountable be able to say oh like yes today i felt like shit like i came in like to me i felt like this was a bad session but then you can look back and you're like oh three weeks ago this was like this was actually like fantastic compared to what i was doing three weeks ago like maybe like my perception like that like three weeks ago this stuff didn't feel as hard but like now like i felt like garbage but i was actually climbing way harder than i was then like it's very easy to feel like we're stagnating like but when it comes down to it like a lot of times you're not like and you just like sometimes you have to put in the work like boo boo fucking who you're not getting better every single day 
Like this is one of my big arguments with campus boarding because people are like, oh, I put in like three sessions and then I'm like not getting better at I it. I still can't do 159. I know, exactly. <laughs> it's like I can 147 and that's it. It's like, well, you're hitting 14 and I just watched your shoulder sublocks hitting four. Then you like flip your hand, <laughs> mantle press, do this death lock off and it's like a train accident for you to actually hit seven. <laughs> And like, oh, that's your one four seven. Okay, like, uh, cool. Like, I feel you know, like we went a bad direction there. No, but it's. <laughs> but like, the thing is, like, there are so many ways to look at your progress. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's yeah. so easy to say oh, I'm stock. Like, yeah, because I mean, it's so much easier to. Yeah, just be like, oh, like, woe is me. Like, things aren't going great. But when it comes down to it, if you take a step back and you actually look at the details, like. Yeah, there's always something to be improving on. There's so, a lot of times you are improving at things. It's just like you're looking at such a tiny window. You're like, oh, well, here's me today versus me a week ago. But yep. where were you a year ago? Where were you three months ago even? Yeah. Like it's so, yeah. I think for a lot of people, they quit right when things actually start getting tough. Yep. And I mean, you know, obviously there's something to be said for just like hitting your head against the wall, like, and just trying to force something to work. But I think there aren't a ton of people who actually can push themselves that far. Like a lot of people hit that initial slope and they're like, well, I'm slowing down time to go find something new and fun and shiny. Yeah. And that's when you need to like put your head down and keep trucking. I see, I see people do that all the time. You know, they're like really good in like, if we're talking about, you know, like outdoor climbing specifically, you know, and they're really good at like, getting really close to doing something and then as soon as it's time to like turn it on mentally and actually start like trying to apply everything they've learned then they kind of like walk away and they go like oh man i need a i need a break i need to like step away for a little bit and you're like no this is like when what you've just been doing for the last two months like matters the most yeah Yeah. this is when it gets serious like I've only seen you do that crux on that route like one out of 10 times every time you try it and you're convinced you're like so close to doing it and now you're stepping away. It's like, no, you have so much to learn. Yeah. And I mean, it's yeah. like, I think that's fully understandable because a lot of times this is when you get into that realm of being uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I can one-hang just about anything I get on. Oh, dude, I'm like, so good at one-hanging. Champion of one-hanging <laughs> routes. But the difference between, like, one-hanging and saying, okay, like, it's game time. It's time for me to, like, step up and try and red point. There's a huge jump. Like, because I can feel really comfortable, like, just pulling on and, like, climbing across at the ninth bowl, like, right off the dog. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, actually committing, it's way easier to be like, mm, I'm just going to get on something else. I'm stagnating or whatever. Well, and Chris and I actually, I think, had this conversation like a week ago about that specific thing about trying this route. And I've watched, you know, this person climb up to the very top crux multiple times, like in a row and not come close to like doing the top crux. And I was kind of talking with this person and, you know, asked like, oh, you know, like, where have you done the top crux from and it's like just right here like doing overlaps and yeah such. yeah and you know and like this is like a this is like a perfect route to do overlaps on and uh you know and i was talking to chris about that and you know it's like a very much a ego thing you know and a comfort zone thing you know and like 
what happens if you take lower and you still don't do it? You know, like all of a sudden. your shoes is what you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, know, you, know, you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, like you realize like, wow, I'm not as close as I think I am. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I yeah. think I'm like, I'm geographically really close to the top of the wall. <laughs> right. But like. That's physi- a good thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Physically. I'm not like, yeah, people ask me, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm like geographically, I'm like sort of there, but like. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's pushing into that uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. That Nate was yeah. talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think that's really like, an important distinction. Yeah, to and make. I don't know that you're disagreeing. I think you're just looking at another side of yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. think, I think yeah. we're very much just looking at yeah. different angles of it. But I mean, on that, yeah, I fully agree. Like it is so hard. Like I can tell you from personal experience, like yep. there's times where I'm like, oh, there's that slab crux at the top um i've done it (laughs) off the dog and uh, i can tell you it feels really hard when i'm linking it from halfway but like man it like stuff like that like it's very intimidating to go up fall and be like hey lower me two bolts i want to try and fall again yeah (laughs) from two bolts lower yeah so that i can like tell myself there's no way in hell i'm going to do it from the ground but like that's the thing it's like when you make those bigger risks and you're like okay like i'm going to lower down do this big overlap it's when you do those overlaps you're like oh man like i just linked it from below the rest or you like, make like one extra move <clears throat> yeah well, you're expanding like, that comfort shit. zone at yeah. that point exactly you know? yeah yeah you have so much to learn through those like little things you can do and i think people <clears throat> always focus on like big breakthrough days mm-hmm. as like everybody likes to go from the two hang to a one hang yeah there's yeah a of, there's a lot of shades of gray in between. you're me that, that that never happens it's just like one hang <laughs> I think it's interesting, I'm backing up a little bit here, but I think it's interesting that you bring up the the journal. Um, I'm definitely a proponent of the journal, but I haven't always been. And I haven't always been because a lot of the people I knew who were keeping journals were not following a specific training plan. And I felt like it was better to just do a training plan, stay the course, put your head down, do it and see how it ended up than it was to do something random, write about how it felt. I think you're talking about a diary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're exactly right. I never made that connection. You're right. (laughs) Fuck your diary. Um, um, But yeah, I, I just felt like it was better to put your head down, do the work, get it done and see what happened at the end than it was to constantly be assessing how you feel. And it goes back to what Blake was saying earlier about self-awareness. That's the important part of this. You can't know if you're stagnating, if you have not cultivated that self-awareness that comes from years of training and practice and just Doing it wrong. Yeah, and, and doing it wrong, you know, <laughs> doing it every which way and really spending the time soaking in this to become self-aware. You're going to think you're stagnating anytime you're feeling bad emotionally. You know, I have so many people who are like, I peaked last week. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You're chill out, you know, and then a week later, I peaked this week. Like, no, you didn't. Or, and then a week later, it's, I'm plateaued. I need something different. You know, and it's, it's just so easy to get in your own feelings. So I've always preferred the stick to the training plan. Don't worry about how you're feeling. Just do the plan. Well, 
Yeah, and that goes back to, you know, you got to, like you said, finish the plan because the whole point of a training plan is to stress the body so it's forced right. to adapt. Yep. And yeah, you know, when you stress the body, guess what? You're going to feel like shit a couple days. Yep. It's going to happen. Yep. And don't get me wrong. I, I am a fan of keeping a journal and knowing, being able to look back on it. But I wasn't always, I wasn't connecting the two, mm-hmm. I guess. No, and I did like to kind of agree with you for once um, <laughs> like I fully agree with what you're saying like I think that you should stick with things I think where I see value is like take notes during the day but don't let yourself over adjust course don't say like oh I'm feeling great today I'm gonna ramp up everything for tomorrow or I'm feeling like garbage I'm gonna yeah. make it easier tomorrow just hey like this is today like this is how I felt don't make a judgment over it just keep moving on like you know obviously if there's injuries or whatever like or if anything's feeling tweaky you adjust as necessary or you discuss like if you have a plan with a coach you talk it with whoever you're working with or like you adjust as necessary but like yeah this is more just like checkpoints and when you're done like let's say you're doing you know a three-month program at the end you say okay like how did everything go during and you'll end up coming across a lot of these really big similarities like you'll you'll see these patterns come through you're like oh i really felt like garbage my third week of each like if it was broken into four or into three four week plans you're like the third week of each one i felt amazing but the second one i felt terrible or whatever and you're like oh these weren't just random things these were just how everything was patterned this is how i responded like so then you can know in the future like hey when i feel rough on my second week like that's just how it's going to be or when i feel amazing on my third week like we're not going to start just trying to rip off all the hardest things we can like just stay the course yep and like you said in the beginning it's a good reason to have a coach because we can look at that stuff and talk you off the ledge yeah so. or on it yeah or onto the ledge whichever <laughs> the case may be very interesting right. coaching style <laughs> uh is that me am i up? i believe uh, so i believe so yeah I just, I've changed mine like three times throughout the course of this conversation. Um, and I think I want to zero in because of what Blake was talking about a little bit on a specific route or specific problem. If you're plateaued on that route or that problem, and you feel like there's nowhere else to go but send, then I think changing tactics is of huge importance. And I've definitely run into this issue myself where I've been banging my head against the wall on a route and the minute I changed my tactics a little bit, it made all the difference and I went to the top. It's happened over and over and over again and I still don't necessarily learn the lesson any faster, I don't think. It it still takes me a while to work through that process of, okay, here's where I'm at, let me change and try something else. And I just think it's huge to be able to and again it requires being self-aware like Blake mentioned before because you have to know when your tactics have run out you know they, they've run their course you need to try something new and yes it can go into training as well but specifically a single route a single boulder don't discount the tactics you may not just need to be stronger you might need new tactics. So, Do you have any examples of this? For myself or? 
Sure. Uh, when you say tactics, are we talking like red point tactics? Are we yeah, talking yeah, yeah. like what shenanigans a, tactics? Whatever it may be. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. I, I mean, I, I'm not against shenanigans by any means. So let's go. <laughs> uh, let's go Should like, we start with the shenanigans? Of course. Um, <laughs> no, so I mean, like, would this be like, okay, I'm going to work on overlaps or I'm going to try on low points? Yeah, or, I think that's the obvious place to start, mm-hmm. you know, like Blake was talking about. If you're falling at the crux up high, it's really easy to get trapped into being geographically close to the top. So Mm -hmm. you just keep climbing up there and falling off, keep climbing up and falling off. And maybe you're even making incremental little progress, you know, like, oh, I generated some movement off of this rest instead of just falling off the rest, you know. But so bad. <laughs> it happens. It totally happens. But if you stop a few bolts in where you would never stop before and then try it from there, you're going to come to some realizations. I think that's the most important part. You may not make big progress, but you're going to start to realize some things. Well, and it'll speed up your process. It will, for sure. And that process may end up being... You're not strong enough right now. Yeah, and that's exactly. totally okay. Yeah, you or know? your beta may not be feasible from right. the ground. Yeah, yeah, and you can waste an entire season convincing yourself that you're close to doing something without actually taking <clears throat> steps to really like find out where you are on yeah. the route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It may be that you're not strong enough. It may be yeah. that you are strong enough and your beta's wrong. It might, you know, who knows what it is, but you're going to realize some things by changing your tactics up. I think it's good to kind of play things, uh, kind of play the balls that lie sometimes as well. Okay. Um, like one thing you know, that, this Devil's Advocate podcast happens later. <laughs> right so no, like this is fully going off. It'll of be what, a good one. We can tell what y'all are yeah. talking about. Um, like one thing that happens to a lot of people is, let's say your foot slips at the third bolt of like a fourteen bolt route. You're like. Fuck it, lower me. Like, immediately. Like Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead, um, just stay there. Yeah. Where, and like, <clears throat> let's say the crux is even till way higher, or it's a power endurance route, and so, like, you shouldn't have fallen there. Like, that, like, use that as an opportunity to be like, okay, cool. Like, I would never try and link anything from the third bolt, because there's no point in ever being here. Right. Um, so then, like, pause and be like, cool, I'm going to try and link from here. Yep, and what totally. ter- what starts as, and this has happened to me multiple times, and it's always been an accident. And like I, I can tell you immediately, the second I hit the rope, I'm like, dirt me. And thankfully, oh, I've yeah. always had very patient players. They're like, are you sure? I'm like, of course I'm not sure. I'm pulling up right now. <laughs> <laughs> but they've always been accidents. And like I'm always just like, okay, I guess I'm just going to climb from here. Like the third bolt, I don't even know I'm here. And then they turn into this monstrous link, and I'm like, oh, like this, this can happen. And like those always end up being these crazy breakthrough moments, but it's a lot of times like, yeah, what starts is just like a shit show or like some accident or something yeah. like that that could easily be discouraging can turn into something awesome. So yeah, like as far as tactics go, you know, sometimes something slips in by accident, but really just take everything like as it comes. Yeah, I think you know for boulders it might be harder to have it be an accident. You don't really stop um, the third bolt very often. Yeah, you stop the third <laughs> bolt on most boulders. Um, and I've found the harder boulders get, the harder it is to pull on. Like yeah, midway. two or three yeah, moves in, like yep. it changes the problem completely. You know, and you know, Paul and I have both been working on Golden Harvest a little, and 
Oh, Paul's been working on it a little. I've been working on it a lot. And um, uh, I've been working on it a lot too. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> and the funny thing about that boulder is the hardest move is move three. Yeah. So once you've dialed in move one and two, they're not horribly bad. But but hand move number three because I see you over there miming it, Nate, trying to, <laughs> trying to remember, trying to be a contrarian. Um, well, actually, <laughs> hand move number three is really hard. And a lot of people just refuse to start anywhere but the start every single time. Even though it's a V10 boulder, a relatively hard V10 boulder, you would think that at that point people know that it's helpful to save some energy, get a power spot into the move or whatever to start working out that micro beta that's going to allow that move to work. Everyone just resists that. Well, and the day I was out there because you, you know it's only two moves. Yeah, right. It's only yeah, two moves. Yeah. All I gotta do is stick that move, and I'm yeah. going to the top. Yeah, and the know? day I was out there with you, there were you know like whatever, like 25 people right at the Part boulder, the and it was just like a ton of people like trying it and trying it, and everyone was like not doing the move, and every time you got on, pretty much you had and at least like power spot you wanted to like try yeah out i'm not trying were, to waste the energy were, on the moves i can already do you were closer than anyone else to like doing that boulder right so like clearly it works yeah i think it's big to be yeah. able to let your ego down in front of a crowd and change your tactics up a little yeah. bit and you know try to save some energy yeah. and learn some things so yeah. have uh bring everyone in on this has it have y'all found or refound any great tactics this year um, for red pointing? Like, I'll give an example to start things off. Um, I was bullying a buddy on Transworld, and I don't know, it's maybe like the seventh bolt or something. You get to a flat edge, and you have to like make kind of a difficult clip. Thank you, Chris Hampton, for moving that bolt. <laughs> um, and it's like. It's a fairly difficult... That bolt wasn't hard for me to clip, just so you know. <laughs> so it's like a fairly difficult clip, and you kind of want you want to be able to be relaxed on this hold, and it's not a great hold. Um, and I, this was a tip I had gotten years ago and kind of forgotten about it until I was blaming a buddy, and he was just like, man, I don't feel comfortable there. And I was like, well, go up like, and just sit and shake out on that hold until you literally fall off of it. Like, sit and just try and like shake, try and relax. And I mean... What's funny is when he would get there on point, he would get there and he'd only have like maybe like 15 seconds, elbows would be above his wrists and he would just be like bricked and falling off. And then when he got, instead he was like, okay, I'm just gonna pull on and try and hang out. He sat there for like two minutes, was able to like really right. find how he That's wanted cool. to be there. And he ended up sending it like a week later and he was just like, man, like I finally was comfortable. And it wasn't like, and it's funny cause you think about it, it's like, well, yeah, it's like this is a very strenuous position. So try and make it easier, but it's so, it's so hard for us to take that step back and be like, no, I just need to like go through and figure it out. I'm like, literally doing that yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. No, like <laughs> I had a friend recommend it to yeah. me years ago on yeah. a rest because I was just like, these holds, I like I cannot rest on and recover on these holds. Yeah. And she was just like, well, go up like and just sit and try and shake out on them until you literally fall off of the wall. And I was like, that sounds awful. <laughs> okay, I'll go for it. Yeah. And no, then like I'm gonna do it tomorrow. Yeah. And what was like this horrible rest hold, like suddenly when I was like, okay, I'm just gonna stay here until I fall with no like judgment of if am I recovering or whatever. Yeah. Suddenly I was on it for like, you know, five full minutes. 
And then I was like, okay, I'm like completely gassed. Every time after that, I was comfortable because I was like, okay, if I can sit here for five minutes, I can surely sit for 30 seconds of like yeah. shaking out and then get to the next good rest. Yeah. Um, that's so for me, that was like, that's something that worked really well in the past. And it was kind of fun to remember it this year and have it work for someone else. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. For me, the tactic that I kind of rekindled this year that I had been through in the past, um, but had not necessarily abandoned, but I just hadn't needed it because I hadn't be really been working on super bouldery off the ground routes for quite some time is that it works really nice for me to either pull through the initial boulder problem and do the other moves, maybe even do the boulder problem once in isolation and then just rest for a few minutes. Like mm -hmm. not wait until, you know, not belay someone else, none of that. Just wait five minutes, sit there under the route, and then tie back in and go. And it, it, I feel much more ready at that point than I do if I warm up on a few routes and then just wait until my turn again. Yeah. yeah. You know? Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of that. Like, I mean, especially with really bouldery roots, something like right off the ground, like, yep. yeah, man, you take a 30 minute rest. It's hard to like flip the switch and go right back on. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I have one. It's a little more of like, um, like a mental kind of tactic that I've been using. And I think kind of Arno talks about it in the podcast with you. Um, I kind of always thought of it as like a, a test learn retest kind of scenario on a route mm -hmm. and uh dude that strategy applies so much to so many things yeah yeah you know it's like climb on a route you think you've like you've gotten all the information about the route or as bill ramsey likes to say you've interrogated the route yeah it's revealed yeah. the secrets to you yeah <laughs> um like which is like a great way to think about projecting um and then you test and if you do the route, then you've learned everything you need to learn. Right. And if you don't do the route, then you go back and you try and learn again. And then you retest and you kind of keep that cycle. And for me, that's like really helps me mentally, like when I don't do a route. Um, and I think it kind of keeps for me momentum on a route that's like really hard physically and mentally just to like always think about that as like, all right, I'm testing what I currently know. I can't know any more than I know right now. And if I don't, you know, when I don't do the route, I'm going to try my damnedest to like get to the top. And if I don't, then I'm going to try and like, right, you know, there's something. more for you yeah, to learn. I, I'm going to learn something new this go, even if it's just like, I don't need to hang out on this hold as long, or I need to not be scared. You know, and like the steps I need to take to like rectify those and then, yeah, and then like retest. Yeah. And it's not like this test is, you know, multiple choice where you've <laughs> tried it, you've tried it three times, the fourth time you're going to get it. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. only one choice left. It's more yeah. like this open ended yeah. essay Infinite question where you just have better. to know the answer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that, that helps me a lot with like my process with like climbing on hard routes. Yeah, I really like that a lot because that also takes off the pressure of like, oh, am I not good enough or am I not strong enough? Like all these things. It's like, I just don't understand yet. Yeah. How do I like, I just need to really be patient. I need to learn how to understand this. Like, yeah. I need you to figure it out. Like, yeah. 
Because um, I mean, I'm a huge believer, and I think most of us are proponents of the idea that we should always be training to get stronger. Like that is a constant. It's not like, oh well, I can't do this. I need to get stronger for this specifically. It's like strength is a constant. So everything else, like if you already know that that's going to be a constant, then like when you're working on a project, I love the idea of saying like, okay, what can I learn more? Like yeah. how can I be better yeah. for this? How can I elevate myself? If strength is already being taken care of, like how can I climb better and be more intelligent about my process? Yeah. And yeah. then, yeah. And you learn that little thing and the next go you test it. Yeah, And if you're in that constant learning process, it's not a, it's not a knock on you. It's not a negative. If you don't have the requisite skills at the moment, you know, you're still in the process. So you just go back and you come back when you have those requisite skills, you know, it's just, it's the way life works. So it's not, yeah. it's not saying that you're a shitty rock climber. You're just not quite there yet. And you will be soon. Yeah. And we kind of like, I mean, a few of my friends always kind of say, you know, like you have to put in the requisite goes to do a route. You can't just like not go climb out. Like some of my days are literally just spent being more comfortable on something. Absolutely. And I think yeah. like those are, those are days where, that, that's a tactical way to look that at it. That was really successful. You know, I'm like, oh, today I felt more comfortable. I wasn't like nervous down here at the bottom, you know, where, where I might like hit the ground if I blow this move or, you know, whatever. And I think, uh, I think like you just, I think oftentimes we kind of overlook needing to just put in work and just like punch the clock. Like those are the days to me that matter the most. Yep. Are the days where you just like grind it out. And you just like go out and you do it and you make it happen and you go home and like those are the lar largest chunk of my climbing days. You don't like get to go home if you don't make it happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's, are um, you talking about free soloing? <laughs> yeah, I'm just talking about everything. If you don't succeed, <laughs> you don't go home, period. No. Yeah. Uh, I think, are you up? Are you finishing? Oh man, I feel like I just talked forever. Um, you gotta talk some more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's my what we do here is talk. Second one is kind of like really similar to what we were just talking about, but I'll put like a name to it, which is uh, identifying and breaking patterns. Mm -hmm. um, I think we all have patterns that we tend to fall into, and to use personal experience, I actually talked to Nate about this ran into him the other day and we were talking in Whole Foods and one of my buddies, James Pullum, forever. Wait, climbers were in Whole Foods? Climbers were in Whole Foods. That we were never there. happens. <laughs> I think I was drinking chocolate milk coffee. <laughs> I think you were. I think you were. It was a good day. But uh, yeah, we were, we were standing there and my buddy James was trying to convince us all to go bouldering and uh, the idea sounded really fun to me, but... I realized, and I talked to Nate about this, that I'd spent a few seasons here in Chattanooga because it's really easy to get distracted and kind of like spread yourself thin that I started calling it the like flavor of the month mentality where I, yeah. I'd spend a month trying something and I would then I would move on to something else and I wouldn't realize I was doing it. But I would be convincing myself that I was trying really hard. Are you talking about how like a bunch of people get stoked on like a certain route? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but like I would do that and then I'd be really excited and then I would then go try something else yeah. and then I would go there and I go there for a month and then I would just like keep doing that and come the end of the season, I hadn't really done anything. 
And so I kind of like had to really like catch myself in this pattern I would go through. And I started doing it this season too. I'd actually like been trying this one route that was like a goal of mine. I'd like talked to Chris about it like way early in the year. And it was like something I really want to do. And then I found myself like four climbing days in a row or something, trying something else. I'd hung draws on it. Then one day I went out there and I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I like pulled through like half the moves, like just like grabbing draws and just like skipping moves and like climbed to the top and I cleaned them. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm going to waste an entire season just like trying this thing and not this route that I've been like training all summer to like good you realize try that and do. But I think like that's a pattern that I realize that I do. Which well, is, like, I think it's easy to like, Especially when you're trying something hard like you are, something yeah. hard for you. Yeah. It's really easy to do that as a form of avoiding failure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just like not in like not wanting to like Like, oh of course I didn't do it. I didn't try it all that many times. Yeah. And know? like it's weight like oftentimes I really like climbing new stuff. Like new stuff is really fun. Yeah. Trying new hard routes. Like I love like getting on new hard things for the first like couple days where you're just like learning and there's no pressure. Every day's like, a breakthrough. Yeah, every day's a breakthrough. And then, yeah, and then, but then, you know, what are you left with? You've just like, you know, you, I could have gone bouldering and done those boulder problems, you know, and just done a bunch of new boulders, but instead I've yeah. not done anything. So. Yeah, and if you, you know, if you stick to the route that is your main goal yeah. and you do fail on it, at least you know why you're failing. Yeah. You know, it's not, you're still guessing if you didn't really put that much effort into it. Yeah. So you're going to end up doing the same thing the next season when you know you're not prepared. Again. Yeah. And I think, you know, like there are, you can take like kind of identifying patterns and like, you know, get more specific. We kind of got it with like routes and or boulders and just kind of the way you approach your mentality about like trying to do something, you know, starting from the ground every time when you can like yeah. get a power spot and actually figure out how to do the move or, you know, convincing yourself you're close to doing the route when you're like not close to doing it and yeah i think you can like protect your ego in a lot of different ways and i think that's what we do we i mean that's what we yeah, live for yeah. we're trying to protect our egos it's just a natural reaction yeah and so for me that's something i've been like working really hard to do which is like identifying my patterns that i like go into when things get hard yep do you see other people out at the boulders or out at the crags who don't seem to be protecting their ego like do you yeah i do i do, do and that was like that? I, kind of like another one of my things that that i i made a big list um because i kept thinking of stuff was like analyzing other people yeah so analyzing people that are really successful at what they do and then analyzing people that never do anything and like mm -hmm. what do they do like how do they like why are they not successful why do they send everything that they yeah. want to do and kind of like taking bits and pieces from everyone. Um, because I mean, really like, you know, most of the stuff that I've, I'm like talking about, you know, it's like personal experience or I've like witnessed it. So kind of like, yeah. Yeah. There are definitely times when I see other people out at the crag or whatever, who are sort of doing the exact opposite of what I do to protect my ego mm -hmm. and knowing that I do it, but I can't really break myself out of it until I see that other person. Then I'm like, Oh yeah, you're being an idiot. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? I've learned so like just, much. Just the other day on golden harvest, watching our friend Johnny lightning on it. 
he like he tried every ridiculous piece of beta that he could <laughs> I think was out of. there. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, but he's this long dude. Yeah. So he's like, I'm just, and he told me, I feel like I should try something ridiculous every other attempt, you know, just to see what's going to work. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying ridiculous things. Like I'm, I'm just trying to stick to the beta and, and I almost found myself like there's, there's a way to make that third move look like you're close, even when you're really not. And I almost found myself wanting to go to that. Cause you could get into it. I can in get way, into it, but then I can't move. It, yeah. yeah. But it looks better. You're like, yeah. oh, you're in it. You know, you're close, but you're really not. It's like you're the further Bolder, away. Boulder's version of geographic geographically close. Geographically close. Exactly. one hang right there. Yeah. Exactly. The and I found my brain going to that, like, maybe I should try that again. And I'm like, no, you know you're being an idiot, you know? Yeah. Do what Johnny's doing. Just, even try if it. it looks stupid for a minute, yeah. try it. Because that's what's going to get it done. Yeah. I think it's good, too, like... To be able to eliminate everything else sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's what he said. That's yeah. exactly what he said. Like, I have to at least eliminate these things. Yeah, because then there's no hesitation of like, oh, well, what if I try that tail hook? Or what if I try that other hand hold? Or like, grab this hold yeah. slightly differently? Like, if you eliminate it all, you're like, well, well, here it is. Okay. Well, might, yeah. might as well do it early. Yeah. yeah. And spend a month And sometimes you surprise yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Man, yeah. I've, yeah, I've had so many times where I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna try this shenanigans, and then it works. I'm like, I never would have even like. And you're like, oh, rock climbing is shenanigans. Yeah, <laughs> oh. it's just, it's still just bouldering. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, how this works. But yeah, like, oh, there's so many times where I feel like that it's very necessary. Of like, I don't think this is gonna work, but by at least trying it. I'll get it out of my head, and so when I am trying the actual sequence that I'm sure is going to work, like I can just 100% focus and just try hard and execute that movement instead of being asking the what ifs. Yep, totally, totally. You don't want to have to ask the what ifs later. Uh, I think that about wraps it up. Is that everybody? We got it. Um, you can find all of us at powercompanyclimbing.com. You can find Paul at cruxconditioning.com. Is that correct? Definitely check out his blog and the bullet points and brews. You're going to dig it for sure. Uh, you can find us all on all the social medias. We're out there. We're everywhere. Except for the Twitters. We don't tweet. We scream like eagles. This time, 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 this This time the power. This time, 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 This time the bill, 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 this time the b